Hello, everyone. This is Melina. And this is Dan. And this is the RV Connects podcast. If you're new to the show, we are a Canadian family of four part-time RVers with a goal to see all of North America in the next 10 years and want to bring you along and show you how possible it is to do big trips on very little vacation time. So why 10 years? Well, we do a lot of skimming travel, meaning we take the time to see the highlights, talk to the locals for the secret gems, and make a list of places we'd like to further explore when we go back. Getting that off our list means that when we're ready to retire in about 10 years or so, we can skip right to the immersive part of our RVing journey. So today is episode 33, and we're giving you the official RV Connect summer update, get you up to speed on the restoration of Sally the Vintage Trailer, why we may miss out on an absolute gem of a camping trip in Ontario parks, and Dan will talk about his first experiences using technology to do trip planning. Now, you may notice during this episode that Dan sounds a little far away right now, and that's because he is. So Dan, maybe fill us in on what you've been up to. Yeah, so as you remember earlier in the year, uh, at the beginning of this season, we mentioned everybody that I'm on deployment with Opry Assurance in Latvia. So right now I'm on Opry Assurance in Latvia and getting to the end of that deployment. And so I will be coming home in early July. And of course, we'll follow all the public health precautions of quarantining and I'm already fully vaccinated. So that's awesome. So right now I'm outside uh, one of the buildings using the marvels of technology through WhatsApp and Melina's fine technical skills to try and record a podcast. So this is kind of a first for us to do it this way. And you might hear a pretty enthusiastic game of soccer going on in the background. The Spanish are having a pretty big game of soccer going on right now in the background. Okay, thank you. So Dan has been away since the winter essentially. And normally how these things work is that you would get a bit of a vacation, a bit of a leave in the middle of your tour. Uh, However, due to COVID, that was nixed. So it's been a very, very long time for this family that we have not seen Dan, but uh, we are in the home stretch. And hopefully by midsummer, Dan will be home to join us. And um, if not, we're just going to go camping without him. Don't leave without me. (laughs) So... The way this is going to work, you know, we've been really, really excited here to go camping and it has been delayed and delayed and delayed again because we are still in a state of lockdown in Ontario. Uh, The most recent two camping trips we've had booked, which were booked specifically so that we could de-winterize the trailer, uh, have been cancelled. And actually, just before we got on the phone to do this podcast, I managed to book another one for when we think our best guess is of when we're going to be allowed to do overnight camping. So I have booked three nights again. It's midweek, because remember, we've talked about maybe booking midweek trips if you're able to, because the supply is very limited on weekends, uh, pretty much everywhere you go in Ontario. So the girls and I will be heading off hopefully mid-June to do a bit of a stay. The girls can do their school, I can do work from the trailer, and we're not too far from home and we can de-winterize the trailer so that it's ready to go for all of our provincial park adventures in the last part of the summer, I guess. And um, we did have one gem of a trip booked, you know, mid-summer. And now it seems that Dan's travel plans might have moved up a bit and uh, we might have to cancel that because we have to go pick him up. But uh, that will be very disappointing to our whole family. But I guess he's worth it. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I think uh, in in all seriousness, though, you have a great idea by doing it midweek because the girls have to do the schools are shut down. And so the girls have to learn from home and they can do that just as well on the trailer as they can at home. So it'll be a nice little break from them for them as well. 
Oh, for sure. I think I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. But I think we've just been so consumed with, you know, figuring out when this will actually open that it's a huge waiting game of booking, getting refunds, booking, getting refunds. But hopefully this one will stick. Fingers crossed. Let's hope so. Yeah. So summer plans. I know it, things have been a little bit quiet uh, in terms of Instagram posts. There's not a lot of new pictures of us out camping because we haven't been. But most of you know that we are booking this very massive 9,500 kilometer round trip or RV trip out west this summer in August. And it all looks like that will be a go, which is fantastic. However, at this point, we're doing two separate trips. We're doing two separate trip plans, I should specify, because our entire trip is going to depend on whether the border is open or not. So for those of you who don't know or aren't in Ontario, it takes like 500 days to get out of the province of Ontario if you're heading west. It's just a really long trip. So we are going to do that one way because we are stopping at Quetico Provincial Park, which I found out, I don't know if I mentioned this before, is the canoeing capital of Canada, for those of you who like to paddle. Um, But coming back or going out west is a whole lot quicker to go through the states. So we're going to have two trips planned. And whether the border is open or not will determine which route we take. So it'll either be a loop that goes through, what are we doing, North Dakota, Minnesota? Well, we'll probably shoot north. In, in Ontario and through Sudbury and crossing Sault Ste. Marie and that, that would take us kind of through the Minnesota, Wisconsin area into the Dakotas and we'll see where, where it takes us from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the U.S. plan. Yeah. And then the Canadian plan is to just head straight out and back pretty much on the same route. We will do a bit of a loop when we get to Alberta because we are, we're kind of looping north anyway because we're st- we have a stay booked at Banff National Park, and then we go a little bit north to Jasper National Park. So we're spending six days out there in total. Uh, We were hoping to be able to fit BC into the trip, which you know is where I'm from, and my brother and sister-in-law and and their family are... um, we're really hoping to see us. So, you know, if we can go through the States, maybe we can shave a couple days off and make that happen. I'm not quite sure yet. So we, we still have to finalize that. But we were successful in a year of COVID, which is which is phenomenal to book three national parks. So we've added uh, Grasslands National Park as well in Saskatchewan, which I'm having trouble remember. Did we go there with your mom? I remember no, seeing Buffalo in a big field. And I don't I know that's pretty common in Saskatchewan, <laughs> but I, I think we might have been there, but definitely not in the RV. But we we managed to snag three national parks, which which is phenomenal in this day and age. If you're interested in learning how I did that, because I actually learned some pretty phenomenal tricks just by trial and error. If you go to our Instagram account at RV Canucks and look at the Instagram videos, there is a short video I did, which explains how I booked or how I was successful in booking those. And uh, there's some pretty good, good tips. It's a little bit late in the season now, but certainly the system doesn't change from year to year for national parks. So go have a look at that if you're interested in learning some of those tips. Before I get into having Dan explain his experience with technology, specifically road trippers, which I do all of the trip planning if you haven't figured that out by now in terms of the computer and the mapping and all of that kind of stuff. I actually want to give a shout out to our listeners, particularly in Manitoba and Alberta, because the we've actually gotten a number of really sweet emails and messages from people who are giving us uh, tips on where to stay. So once we finalize those, we'll kind of we'll give you an idea of where we're we're heading out. But the the fact that people are willing to reach out and just say, hey, if you've never been here, go see this place, go see that place. You know, this campground's great. That's not. 
we had a listener uh, message us to let us know that Alberta is writing a law into effect, which takes effect this summer, that Crownland camping, they now charge for Crownland camping in Alberta and explain that whole process. So it's really valuable information. So we really appreciate it. And as we get the details of our trip more ironed out, we'll, we'll give some of those tips that have been passed on to us as well. But this trip in particular, Dan had a look at Road Trippers, which is the first time since we've been using it since what, 2017 is when we started planning our first trip with it. Uh, is the first time he's really gotten on and played with it. So from a from a newbie perspective, what did you think? I found it really easy to use and it, it's a bit surprising. And so what you have to remember is that, you know, in the past, Molina would do all the planning and make an itinerary and plug it into road trippers. And Dan saw something that he liked. He'd shout it to her over coffee in the morning and hope that she remembered. And so it was a ton of work for Molina to put this stuff together. And because we're so far apart and, you know, we don't get to talk every single day, that makes it even harder to plan an RV vacation as big as we're going to do when I get back. So what I committed myself to keep myself focused on on doing something is I wanted to learn how to use road trippers and it was so easy. And I think the beauty of road trippers is it's very user friendly. So if you're not comfortable using apps or you're not comfortable using your phone, I'd encourage you to give this a try. But what I would also say is Road Trippers stops you from having a pile of loose papers and maps and travel brochures and post-it notes. And so you can put in all your little things and work on it. And if you can't come back to your planning for a couple of weeks, you haven't lost your notes. You're not, where did I put that piece of paper? What was the name of that little town? I've managed to plug all that stuff into Road Trippers. And so now Melina can see it when I'm a you know, when I'm asleep and she's awake, she can plug in there and see all the little notes that I put in there. So hopefully it makes it easier for both of us. But it was a really helpful app. I really enjoyed using it. Yeah, the one great thing about Road Trippers too is I, I noticed when we were going through our, we discovered a few places on our Route 66 trip in particular. And I mentioned that just because it was a really long trip. And we, we discovered a lot just by talking to local people and like finding out what cool things are there are to see. And when I was going back, I we always talk about being a good traveler and leaving reviews on places you've been, right? Because I think that's super important yeah. for apps like the RV Parky app or overnight RV parking or road trippers or anything. If you stay somewhere, take the time to go ahead and leave a detailed review. So at the time that I was going to do detailed reviews on road trippers, we found a couple of really cool little places that weren't on road trippers at all. So I sent road trippers an email, all you have to do is email them. And I, I sent them an email and said, you should really put this on the road trippers map. Here's the details. And literally, I got an email back that day saying, Oh, that's so awesome. Thanks so much. And we've added it. So then I could go on. And uh, a quick example I can give is uh, is uh, Baxter Springs, they have this really cute pharmacy soda shop place. You remember that place? Um, just after. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. So I put that in there. It helps local businesses too, right? So I put that place into Road Trippers. So if you look on, you know, uh, the Baxter Springs Soda Shop in Kansas, if you go on there, the picture is is from us, and the first review is from us. And hopefully that that spurs people to, um, you know, find that review uh, helpful and go visit some of these small local businesses. So I love that about Road Trippers is that they're it's it's all user generated, right? So to go and add stuff is really really simple but I kind of want to mention because you like you know if you've been listening to the show since we started how much we rave about road trippers and road trippers has always had a U.S. only component called 
um, Togo RV. And that I was so envious of because you couldn't even download it in, in Canada. But Togo has access to Road Trippers Plus, which is what we have because you can add up to like 150 waypoints for each trip. It also has um, RV checklists like out the wazoo, things like, you know, winterizing and meal planning checklists and maintenance checklists. And you can put your uh, make and model of your trailer in and they will alert you if there's been any recalls on on the specific trailer you own. And there's an RV specific GPS, which is huge for us, uh, particularly after running into a couple of dicey situations where we weren't quite sure of but if, if the height of our trailer was too high for some bridges and, and whatnot. The RV specific G- GPS was fantastic. And they would contact me all the time. And I'd be like, guys, you need to get this in, into Canada. <laughs> And so earlier this year, they introduced Togo RV for Canada, and they were they have been fantastic. So we worked with them, one of their marketing directors, Joe, he's fantastic. So we worked with them in their early days to make tweaks to Togo RV in Canada, certain things like where where you could toggle between kilometers and miles if you were going from Canada to the US, they only had miles and that doesn't make sense for us. But sometimes it does like we don't want to track our trailer length in meters because most people in Canada will use feet when they're talking about how long the trailer is. So, you know, even though we use kilometers for distance, we don't necessarily always use meters for length. I don't know. It's it's a really complicated system here in Canada, at least culturally. So we help them tweak the prog- uh, the process for Togo in Canada. And I would recommend if you're thinking about road trippers, go ahead and just get Togo because it's, it's like $10 more than Road Trippers Plus. I think it's $39 a year. We do have a coupon code if you use RVConnects21 and I'll put the link in the show notes. You can still get $10 off. So it's about the, the same as the regular price as Road Trippers. But because you're getting all of those extras plus discounts for like Thousand Trails and Harvest Host and you get free access to f- the free overnight parking app and website, it's just, it's a fantastic value. And I'm so, so excited that it's here. So, you know, this is more than us like, hey, like hawking, like, I feel like this is an infomercial a little bit, but it's really not because I love this system. Like Road Trippers has literally changed my life. So I fully recommend it. Give it a try. Let us know what you think of it, but I will continue to use it until my dying days. Well, to bring it full circle, when you talked about skimming vacation and we hit this spots and see what we want to come back to later. This is a great tool to let us almost have a journal of where we've been, what we've seen, but what we missed on, because everybody knows that when you go on a trip, you know, you probably do 80% of what you plan, but sometimes you add something in that you didn't know about and you have to drop something that you couldn't make it to. And so, you know, two or three years down the road, if you want to remember what you did in a particular city or a particular town or state or province you can go back in there and see what it was and so i think that's what the genius is and from a guy who still orders his pizza from the telephone you know i think this is just the coolest thing i've ever seen in the world well i mean not to say that dan is not tech savvy but there is an infamous story where he couldn't figure out how to turn my laptop on one time and the girls just whoa, whoa, mercilessly whoa, whoa. tease him about that we were in low light conditions <laughs> low light conditions okay um well that's because i would you're also off. just like to jump in I would also like to jump in for the listeners and say that we've had some close call with bridges, but I've never hit a bridge because we were too high. No, that's very true. I've never hit a bridge. (laughs) Good to qualify that statement. And I will just say low light conditions are generally a case of aging eyes. So let's just leave it at that. Fair enough. You actually do make a really good point about going back because any uh, plans you put in road trippers, they don't go away unless you delete them, right? So 
I keep all of our trip plans in there. And if somebody's like, oh, hey, we're going to Florida or we're, we're doing this, we're doing that. Like, what's that place you mentioned? Like, you mentioned to me, you know, this place in Kentucky. And I can be like, oh, man, because I don't I don't retain names of places. It's just not something my brain is wired to do. I will I will tell you what it is, but I couldn't tell you where it is or what it's called. So I constantly am going back and referring to those maps. But the great thing about it is I just click a link and I send, you know, friends and family. I'll just send a link to that map. And say, here, here's our whole trip. Have at her. Have a look at it. And you can see all the stops we stayed, like if they're doing a similar trip. So I find that it's really, really helpful. On that note, so ends the infomercial. That was kind of un- an unplanned infomercial. Sorry, guys, but we're super passionate about it. Well, we're just excited to get out on the road and come home and get back to doing what we do. You've just done an amazing stellar job. You've had to help the girls with school from home, deal with the COVID lockdown, start a new career a new job really in your career. Like you've had to do so much and we're just happy to hopefully get back to normal life or some semblance of normal life. So we just want everybody to push through these last little bit of the pandemic and get your vaccination and wear your mask and wash your hands so that we can get out there and see each other again. That's also an actually a good point. Aside from the fact that I'm just going to mention that I like expensive shiny things because I have done a great job. I don't know. I mean, that's up to you, Dan, but... (laughs) I think it's worth mentioning the the our vaccinations are far be, behind the states. And I think obviously the states has been using Johnson & Johnson, which is a one dose dealie, right? So it's easy to get through a lot of people. We do not have that option up here. And it is taking forever because of supply delays to get everybody vaccinated. That being said, I have had my first dose, the girls have had the first dose, but my second dose is currently booked for when we're supposed to be in Jasper National Park. So unless that gets moved up, um, yeah, we have we have some difficult calls to make. Do I fly home and grab my second dose and fly back and hope I don't feel like crap? Do I do we change the route? Do I, you know, I am going to try to move it up. But if that doesn't happen, what's the plan? Right? So there's still a lot I still feel like there's a lot of like unknowns um, in terms of this issue. The girls are currently booked for like September 4th, which changed the date changes the date that we have to be home by. So I mean, there's so much up in the air. So We'll have to well, play things change. Things change on a day by day and a week by week basis. That we key for everybody is to just remain flexible. And if your trailer's ready to go and your truck is in good shape, you know, just use the tools that we have out there and, and be flexible and don't be afraid to try something new. And, and we'll all get back to it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. We don't get there this year. We'll we'll get there another year. But trust me, I have gained a new appreciation for my freedom. <laughs> Well, talking about... I'm tired of people telling me what to do. (laughs) Says the man who's been in the military for like literally 27 years, plus a wife who likes to tell him what to do. But you know, whatever. The difference is you can tell me where to go, but you can't tell your bosses, I (laughs) suppose. Um, So you make a good point about if you don't get something done this year, it'll happen next year. And that's kind of the situation I feel like we're facing with Sally. So we haven't mentioned Sally. There's been no pictures of Sally on Instagram. I have had messages from listeners saying like, hey, what about your vintage trailer? Like, can you please tell us what's going on? And right now, nothing. She's tarped. She's sitting in my backyard. I brought her home from winter storage in like April, I think. And maybe May. A month or so ago. Yeah. And she's just she's just sitting there looking sad. And she's half done. I would say she's probably well, no, the structural component is 50% complete. I would say that that's fair. So really, the only thing that I might do this year, or we might get to is like wire brushing the frame, which is in great shape, but it does have a 
a teeny little bit of surface rust as you would guess in the frame but the frame is like a solid is like maybe wire brush the frame and paint it yep and you know what the other thing i'd say is we are we've learned as we've done this and because we've got the back end done i think the front end is going to go a lot quicker because we now know what we need to do and how it works and how it goes together and things that we need to be aware of because before it was it wasn't quite trial and error but we were learning as we went now we have a process we know what we need to do and so it should, we were able to plan ourselves a little bit better to get the front half done when we do get to the front half. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I mean, possibly if we get like a long summer into the fall, we might get some work on it on a couple of weekends in the fall. But realistically, you know, we've had 18 months where we haven't been to tra- been traveling. We've had, you know, six plus months where we haven't even seen Dan. And I think our family needs to be doing a lot of like reconnecting. And this road trip is going to take up, you know, three weeks of the last part of the summer. We are supposed to go to Florida in uh, September, end of September. If that opens up for Fiona's birthday, because we've had to cancel a number of trips to Florida since this pandemic began. And I don't know, I'm feeling a little bit stressed out about it because I know people want to see it and I want to get it done because I think I just have this vision in my head of what Sally is going to be when she's done and she's going to be beautiful and I can't wait to get her out on the road. I think that, you know, Fiona's going to be driving in September of this year, which is really, really hard to believe. But here we are. I know we look um, younger than we actually are, but our oldest daughter is old enough to drive. And, you know, I think we're really excited about the prospect of even having Sally if she wants to come when she can kind of get to that state in her licensing adventure where she can tow a trailer. You know, she can bring that trailer. She can bring some friends and it'll just kind of open up the way we camp. So I am really excited, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. This whole this whole year, I've been really stressed because we haven't had a lot of content to put out. And, you know, Dan kind of just said as a reminder, like, look, we started this podcast as a bit of fun and we still love it. But I am feeling very guilty for people going like, come on, man, like get out and camp. Give us some stories. We have no stories like, but we're going to get there. Well, yeah, but we just like I said. We do this for fun. We do it as a hobby. We do it because we love RVing and sharing ideas. And some of the best little notes you've sent me since we since I went away is, you'll never guess we got fan mail today. And you get so excited and you read me the fan mail and we talk about it. And you think about how to answer the question. And so just those little things are are so amazing when we get them. And we just thank everybody for their patience because I know maybe you want to have everything once a week perhaps but you know we're doing what we can and you're doing an amazing job at home with two fine young ladies and and bringing them up and and we'll get where we need to be but let's just have fun when we're out there people let's not take life too seriously (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say don't take life too seriously says the man who doesn't have to plan any of it (laughs) now that's not fair I use road trippers and I plugged in I put all kinds of stuff in there little Sites that I thought would be interesting, places where we can boondock along the way, all kinds of cool stuff. Which is, that's fair. Okay, Dan, you're right. Another thing I should probably mention, because it's, it has actually taken up a whole lot of brain space. Dan has mentioned, I did start a new job in, in a month ago, and it's just been really crazy, but really fulfilling. And I'm very happy to make a move in my career. It was interesting timing, being a pandemic and being kind of in a single parent situation, but it was the right job at the right time. So that's been keeping me very busy. But also... You know, it's it's funny how life works, right? Like Dan being on this deployment means that I've had a whole lot more to do with the Military Family Resource Center because they run, you know, monthly spousal or family workshops and, and support groups. And, uh, you know, they've been kind of integral at ensuring that 
these deployments go as smoothly as possible for military families. And as part of that relationship, we have been doing or we were asked to do a series of four RVing uh, webinars for RVing sessions. So we've done one of those. Well, we I've done one of those because it's like the middle <laughs> of the night when for Dan when these are these are going on. But I have done one out of four, two out of four is happening mid June. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm really excited that we can get out there and share our story. Dan will be back for the last two that we're doing in July and September. I think we're skipping August. But, um, you know, it's just, it's really, people have been really, really receptive to hearing some of our stories and ideas. And I just, like, I absolutely love the fact that more people are getting into RVing. And I know there's always going to be the curmudgeons out there who are complaining that they can't get into their favorite site because, oh my gosh, all these new people are RVing. But I just think it is like the most phenomenal thing ever that people are discovering the value of taking trips like these and the value of a time-honored road trip and, you know, the closeness that happens as a family when you take that leap and get into RVing, especially if you've never RVed before or never camped before. I think there's something for everybody. So that's something I just want to say I'm really excited about and I'm really excited to share some of these stories as we move on, especially when we get into this big trip in August and can kind of check some of those provincial places off our our bucket list and share those with everybody. So I'm just really, really optimistic, I think, for, you know, 2021 moving forward. Yeah. And you know what, if you're if you're find it hard that so many people are booking campsites and there's so many more people out there, just remember that over the long term, this is good for everybody because it means governments will invest in provincial parks and they'll invest in the stuff that we need to keep those parks going. And so overall, it will be good for us because we know that some of these parks are at reduced capacity and that's why you don't have a campsite. It's not that there aren't campsites there, it's because they've had to reduce capacity because of the pandemic, but with more people entering the industry or entering the activity, that means down the road, we're going to have lots of great parks out there and hopefully more of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. So any last minute nuggets of wisdom from Latvia, Dan? None of that I can share on the, on the radio, so to speak. <laughs> Although you did send us, am I allowed to say you sent us a picture of an RV park that, that you found in Latvia and how it differed from yeah, maybe like they, North America? Yeah, you can tell them. Um, camping here is a little bit different. The, they have RVs, but the RVs are much smaller. They have trailers, probably not as many as we would see around here. And the camping is is more what I know to be at least European. It's more like take your trailer into a field kind of camping. There's not, I have yet to see forest camping where you kind of nestle yourself into the trees. It's it's more go camp in a field. But they have it here, just not as many. But obviously the country is not nearly as big as Canada or, or the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to see these different perspectives around the world. Certainly, you would not find, you know, a 30 foot rig with slide outs in Europe. Absolutely not. I mean, even the transport trucks are smaller than some of the RVs that you're going to find in Canada. But it's been a great experience. And I've learned a ton and I can't wait to come home and see you in person. Ditto. And I'm sure uh, everybody else would like to see you come home for podcasts that don't sound like you're in a tunnel. Hopefully the uh, sound quality is not too bad for everybody. Well, that's it. That's our summer update. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us through the mad ramblings of this episode. Uh, We do have a couple of more formal episodes coming at you in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we've got a ton of great new content planned as we make our way through Canada later this summer. So stick around. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.